Right now, let's go to my hometown. Let's go to Sacramento, a site of uh, one of the West regions for the opening round, and the UCLA Bruins are in action, which means we're going to talk to a good friend, Tracy Murray, the UCLA Bruin Hall of Famer, and does a fantastic job on the UCLA Bruins radio network. Tracy, what is happening, my man? What's going on, TC? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I know you're, you're, you're just kind of like resting up, relaxing, get ready for your call tonight. Well, uh, I'm, I'm already in the thick of the madness right now. Oh, shoot. I've been in the thick of the madness. I went down and picked up my credential and watched the first half of the Missouri game. So <laughs> I've already felt the energy already. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about those Missouri Tigers. Uh, they were they were fantastic against the Utah State team, and here we go. The Mountain West Conference uh, starts off 0-2 once again. San Diego State looks like they will uh, they will uh, move on, or unless uh, they're not upset here at, at the buzzer. Um, and uh, but uh, Missouri Tigers, man, they're a very athletic team. They got uh, they caught fire in the second half, shooting threes. What do you think of the Tigers? Well, those guys are they're, they're athletic. They don't look athletic, but they're more athletic than what they look. They're really uh, a, a strong-looking team. You know, a lot of those guys are beefy, so they're able to use their bodies well. When they're finishing on the inside, you have a couple of guys that knocking down threes. They're, they're, they play bigger than what they look. Yeah, uh, Jones went crazy today in the second half. I went for over 20, yep. hitting, hitting a whole bunch of threes. Uh, Missouri can be a very dangerous team. We saw them uh, in the uh, you know power-packed SEC. Uh, so watch out uh, for the Missouri Tigers, and uh, they advance on, and they get the opening round uh, win. Tracy, let's talk a little bit about your game tonight. Uh, the Bruins are taking on UNC Asheville, the game in Sacramento there at the, the Golden One Center. You spent you spend time in Sacramento. I mean, uh, again, you know, you're more of a Southern California guy, but how you liking my hometown over there? Well, the last time we were here, we did pretty well. That's um, true. Mick, Mick, Mick was coaching for Cincinnati, and, and we played them, and I think that was the Lonzo Ball year. So we, we have success up here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight's game. All right, my friend. Now, uh, you got to tell me where, where you've been eating. Where you plan on eating there? Because I, I can give you plenty of places not too far from where you're out there in downtown Sac. Oh, man, I'm just going to stay low-key, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm either going to eat at the hotel or eat at the arena. Uh, so I'm going to stay low-key. All right, man, let's talk about the Bruins. Uh, we know that uh, UCLA has had some injuries uh, with Clark being out, that Bona gets uh, you know, hurt in, uh, in the last game. Uh, that uh, Give me your thoughts about, about those two guys and where are they currently at. And we know Clark's out for the year. But uh, what's the situation with Bone? Is he playing tonight? I don't know. I haven't been to any of the uh, practices or the shoot-around, so I, I don't know what he's doing. I won't know until, like, see warm-up. Um, I hope he can play. But I, I think if, if he sits the first couple of... Uh, if he sits the first couple of games, I think he'll be fine because uh, I think we can get through the first couple of games. But as we move forward into the tournament, he's going to be an integral part. Talk a little bit about the depth of UCLA, Tracy, especially, you know, when you got, you know, Missing Clark, I mean, who's a phenomenal player and starter. Obviously, that thins up the bench uh, a little bit. If a bone is not 100% healthy, then you're going to have to ask guys to, to come in and contribute. Where do you think the depth is for this UCLA team? Well, surprisingly, we've seen some of these young guys really set their levels up 
Uh, Will Clinton came in and he's doing he's playing a lot of good defense. And uh, Dylan Andrews has been a punch off the bench the last couple of games offensively, and he brings his defense and his athleticism to the table. Um, Kenny Nuba has been stepping in when when a bonus and either hurt or in foul trouble since they were back at the end. These guys have, have all stepped up. And uh, Kenny Nuba and Etienne, they have experience of playing in the final four. So these, these guys, they're ready to play. All right. Talk a little bit about the keys to the UCLA team going deep in this tournament. Number one, stay healthy. Stay healthy, continue, continue to play at a high level defensively. If they play at a high level defensively, then they will be in every game. You, you just want to be in the game in the NCAA tournament. You don't want anybody to jump out too far. Tracy Murray joins us, the UCLA Bruin Hall of Famer, and uh, does a fantastic job on the UCLA Bruins radio network. Let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the Pac-12 tournament that just recently uh, concluded, and then talk about the teams that are representing the Pac-12 besides UCLA. You've got Arizona and, and USC, Tracy. Um, it's not a very deep Pac-12. Um, again, you know, you, we, we don't have you know some of those stalwarts like Oregon and, and you know Washington that we've seen in, in years past. You know, Arizona State didn't didn't make it. I should I can't leave them out. But talk a little bit about this year's Pac-12. Well, i tell you what, they were talking about Arizona State didn't belong, and they went out there and made a statement last game. And, and one thing I know is that Arizona State's size, length, and, and, and their defense and how they play can give you a problem. So I'm, I'm happy that Bobby's team got in. Um, as you see last night, they, they were up 30 by most of the game. You know, so they, they, they're proving that they belong, and hopefully they can make a nice little run. Um, Arizona's going to make a run. They're struggling with Princeton right now, but they have talent. They have size. Um, USC has talent. They have size, but they haven't been playing very well lately. So I, 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 my question out of the, the four is USC right now. You know, USC opens against Michigan State, and it's kind of a hard game to handicap. And, you know, Boogie Ellis, for the most part, has been fantastic. I don't know what USC has, you know, as far as they got other players besides Ellis. I don't know how much depth that they got, but just kind of analyze that game for us with UC, the USC and Michigan State. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a preview to the Big Ten moving forward. True. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I just think that, you know, Boogie Ellis can't, can't carry them. You know, other guys are going to have to step up. Arizona is struggling with Princeton, like you say. Talk a little bit about playing a team like Princeton that you know basically is going to take the air out of the ball. Uh, they're going to use the shot clock. They're going to be very, very methodical. And especially when, you know, you don't face a team like that for a majority of the year. I mean, heck, you really don't face too many teams like that within your conference there in, in, in the Pac-12. So not a surprise that, you know, these teams, especially West Coast teams, team to, uh, seem to struggle with teams like Princeton. Uh, your experience as a player, coach, and then just, you know, as a guy who's, who, who's watching this right now. When you're playing against teams like Princeton, you have to be patient with yourself. You can't be in a hurry. Um, 
you have to be efficient with your scoring. And Arizona's one of those efficient teams where they're, they're you know, they shoot 50% from the field throughout the whole year. So they can play this type of game. They're big enough to play this type of game. It's just that they have to be patient with themselves. You know, Tracy, we've seen teams in that first four, all at UCLA, as you, as you know and remember, uh, actually make a run, you know, deep into the tournament. Could Arizona State be that team, a team that really was on the bubble, but the way they played last night, they looked nothing like a first four team. Talk a little bit about their chances. Well, I, I know them just up close and personal. They, they are not a first four team. It's just that their lack of concentration sometimes. I, I, I don't understand their focus and concentration because one day they look like they can be the best team in the Pac-12, and the next day they, they're playing down with the cellar dwellers. So uh, with them, they have to keep their focus. They have to work on their shot selection because sometimes their shot selection can get them in trouble. But looking at the bracket, you know, Arizona State got TCU. TCU is tough. But you know what? Arizona State's length and their defense can give them problems. So, I mean, don't don't just – automatically push TCU ahead on that one. I, I look at Arizona State now, and I think they can, they have a chance of beating them. And then if that's the case, Gonzaga really has to look out because they can defend Gonzaga too and get in their length and physicality and, and rim protection can give them problems too. Speaking of the Zags, not many people are talking about the Zags as they have in years past for a couple reasons. They're a number three seed, not used to seeing that. And, uh, you know, they did struggle at times this year. But I think what the committee saw, and I know a lot of fans and, and better saw, is the way they just really destroyed St. Mary's in that WCC final where they just blew them out. And then a lot of people think, okay, there, there's the old Zags again. But when you look at this team, I mean, you know, Timmy's there again. I mean, it seems like he's been there for a decade, and, and, and he may even come back next year. He has that right, actually, believe it or not. I think as a seventh-year senior, but you know, being serious. But what do you think about this Gonzaga team? Does it does it look anything close to the Gonzaga teams that we've seen in the last few years? They're, they're not as good as uh, last year or the year before, but they're still solid. They still can make some noise. You know, that Drew Timmy is, is experienced. Strother is experienced. You know, you have a bunch of guys on there that, that that's played in big games. So they can they can make a run. It's just, you know, they they have to really be patient with them. So I don't I don't think it, it it would be a deep run because it's just something about I don't think they have the offense that the offensive punch they had in the past to be able to do so. UCLA Bruins are in action tonight in Sacramento, seven oh five tip off where the Bruins are, are playing UNC Asheville. What kind of homework, Tracy, did you do on your opponent tonight? Because I know a lot of uh, fans and listeners are probably not familiar with Asheville at all. What, what have you noticed? Well, they have two very good players. Um, you know, they they can shoot the basketball. The, the, the team, in general, is a great three-point shooting team. So you have to really guard them behind the three-point line. Uh, but they have a two-headed monster that can go get 25 or 30 if you don't guard them. So, you know, you have to cut the head off the snake, guard those two guys, and I think everybody else will fall. Then you got a team like uh, Northwestern or Boise State that you could be uh, facing on, on Saturday here. I know you never like to, to look ahead, but uh, this Northwestern team has been 
been pretty good this year. Uh, Chris Collins has done a, a fantastic job. Of course, we see Boise State quite a bit here uh, in, in the Mountain West. Looking forward to that game a little bit later uh, tonight. But any thoughts on either one of those teams? Well, just like you said, I don't like looking ahead. I don't know very much about either team right now. My, my focus right now is UNC Asheville, and then I can get to work on my studying with those two teams. <laughs> there you go. All right. And uh, so I guess then I can't even ask you to look ahead to, to seeing me here next week, man, in Vegas, as you well know, because there's a potential matchup uh, against UCLA and Gonzaga, or maybe it could be TCU. We'll see what happens. Heck, maybe it could be or Arizona, Arizona State. State again. It could be, yeah. right? Exactly. Yep. But uh, you better be looking forward to coming back to Vegas next week. That, that, that better be on your calendar, my friend. I, I plan on it. They just got to go out there and handle their business. <laughs> Tracy Murray joins us. All right, let's talk a little bit about the best team that you've seen this year, whether it's in, in Pac-12 conference or, or outside. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no definitive really great team to me I just think that it's wide open and anybody can get it you know it, it's, it's not like it was Baylor a couple of years ago where I just said they're just kicking everybody's tail you know what I mean I, I don't see a just one dominant team like that everybody looks similar to me you know it is totally wide open but the consensus is Alabama and Houston. You definitely have. Yeah, the, they're both. The they're both very good. Yeah. They're both very good, and they should be in the in the final four. Yeah, but yeah. that's why you have to play the game. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at, let's say the the tournament mentality. All right, you know you know all about this. Okay, player, coach, broadcaster. What is that tournament mentality, and what are some of the keys that you feel a successful team has to have? in order to make that deep run from a mental standpoint? Well, number one, they have to play defense. And they, and they have to be tough. Um, and, 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 they're, and they have to be consistent. Because there's a lot of teams that are inconsistent and up and down, and you don't know um, what they're bringing to the table night in, night out. You're consistently tough really good defensive teams that got a couple of guys that can put the ball in the hole, those are the teams that's going to go to the Sweet 16 and beyond. Yes, size matters. Yes, talent matters. But if you're consistently good on the defensive end, you're going to be in every game to win. It, going back to that mental approach, okay, when you enter the tournament, we know it's different than the conference tournament. Now you're, you're playing on neutral floors. You basically don't have much time to prepare for that next opponent, especially in this situation when you, you have a Thursday game, you got a, a quick turnaround for a Saturday game. What's, what's the message as, as a coach, or, or what's the message to these players about being tournament ready and in that psyche? Well, when you're talking about mental preparation for the tournament, it's really about what you guys do. It's not really about the other team. Yes, you can get a couple of calls on the other team, know what plays they like running, and, and, and look at their personnel, look at what you can take away. But it's really about you and how you approach the game, how ready you are mentally, and how together you are. Because you can put together a heck of a run if everybody's on the same page. Let's talk about the national championship pedigree. The team that can get to the Final Four, 
team that can cut down the nets when it's all said and done. What kind of players are, are needed for that? We hear so much about, okay, you, know, you really have to have great guard play. you got to be able to hit the three. You mentioned defense. Give me the Tracy Murray model. What's What, what kind of players are you looking for to build uh, that can a team that can cut down the nets? Of course you got to have great guard play. Guards, guards is, is they're the coach on the floor. So you got to have great guard play. You got to play defense. Um, at the end of the day, you, you need to be healthy and, and, and have guys that, that understand how to sacrifice. Because when you sacrifice yourself for the sake of the team going into the tournament, you'll give, you'll give it all up. Another thing, people underestimate the importance of points in the paint because everybody's shooting a three ball so much. Whoever wins the points in the paint normally wins the game. So you got to get in the paint and get some easy buckets. Do you think the Bruins have that championship pedigree? I, I think they have the championship mindset and pedigree, but when you're shorthanded, you know, you have to see. Put that into context with with Clark. For, for people that haven't watched UCLA very much, missing a guy like that, what does that mean to that team? And then also, let's go back to the, to the psyche and the, and the mental side of it, knowing that, you know, arguably, you know, one of your best players, I mean, you still got Haquez and you got Tiger Campbell, you know, you got Singleton, you got some fine players there, but when you miss such a big piece of that, and especially when you lose him towards the end of the season, how, how have your guys handled that? Well, you, you're missing your potential defense, national defensive player of the year. You're missing your second leading scorer. You, you're missing one thing that I saw that um, the Bruins are missing, and I saw it in the, in the Pac-12 tournament without Clark, was his defense was so good, he gets tons of deflections and steals. When you get those, you also get transition buckets. And I think transition buckets have been down. Easy baskets have been down because of no Jalen Clark being out there. You got Mick Cronin. He's been in plenty of these spots, not just with UCLA, but his days at University of Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on on, on Mick Cronin and how he's uh, uh, dealt with his team and, uh, and how important is coaching when you move your way through the tournament? Mick's a winner. He knows how to win. He knows how to manage games. And and that's why UCLA wins, whether they're shorthanded, whether they have their guys. If it's a tight, grind them out game coming down the stretch, Mick knows how to manage a game. So that that's always key in the NCAA or in big-time games. Tracy Murray, he will be uh, on the call on the UCLA Bruins radio network tonight as they open their NCAA tournament play in Sacramento at the Golden One Center. They are taking on NC Asheville tonight. My man, we'll let you uh, rest up and get ready uh, for your game tonight. I do appreciate you as always, brother, uh, You know, coming on the show, checking in with us. And uh, I am rooting for those Bruins because I'd love to see them next week. Uh, we'll, I'll be there at T-Mobile Arena. Hopefully to see you there as well, too. Okay, brother. Take care. You got it, Tracy. Thanks a lot. Is Tracy Murray, the uh, UCLA Bruin Hall of Famer, uh, 12 years in the NBA, NBA champion as well. And again, uh, does a fantastic job broadcasting the Bruins and covering them uh, in the entire Pac-12 as well.